0: Welcome to the Spirit of Success, a podcast hosting honest conversations for people who want to show up and work in life to create their own limitless realities. Each week, we deliver spiritual inspiration from real people, sharing their stories about authentic living from the road less traveled. Now here's your
1: host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. Hello, and welcome to Spirit of Success, the podcast. I am your host, Dr. Tracy Debbie. And today's episode is a continuation with Trish and LaDan from last week. And we are chatting all things psilocybin this week. We wanted to address some of the stigma around it. What is the ceremony actually like? What is the setup like? How do you consume it? How do you know if this is right for you? What does it feel like? What was my experience like? We address all these questions because I told some people that I was going through the experience and they had all kinds of questions for me. So we wanted to make sure that we addressed them all and really just shared with you the potentials of what it's actually like. You know, there's, you hear all these things and I wanted to really share with you my experience. And since this is my first time doing it, I felt really important to me to share what it could be like. And again, this is just because I did it with them, but I wanted to share how their experience is unique in my opinion. So they were kind enough to really be, be like patient and answer all kinds of questions. So this could be really, really thorough because we know again that this is a potentially controversial topic. So thank you guys again. And this one, if you're interested, will you will find very, very valuable, especially if you've been curious. So I can't wait to hear what you think about the episode. So go ahead and enjoy. Now that we're talking about plant medicine, because there's a lot of stigma around it, right? And I had to go through my own kind of process of like, I'm not going to do that. And then be like, okay, why am I resisting this? Blah, blah, blah. Because you guys see a lot of different women. And you just mentioned that they're, you know, what they're saying, you know, they feel overwhelmed. They feel confused. they, They don't feel like themselves. I've heard that too. They don't feel connected to themselves. So my question is like, who would be the person that you would say, okay, you're a good fit for plant medicine? And can you maybe tell our listeners, because they're like, how do you do plant medicine? Or like, what's that process like? So can we maybe get one person to answer one question and one person to answer the other question? I just want to be very clear that coming
0: to a plant medicine ceremony isn't the answer of fixing your life. That's Mm. one of the things I want to put out there first. Thank you
1: for saying that. That's very important to say. Yep. And truthfully, if a
0: person's coming in with a shitload of problems and they're coming in to fix their problems you have to remember whatever you're experiencing is going to enhance with plant medicine. So if you're coming in with a shitload of problems on a big golden platter, (laughs) you're just going to go deeper into the problems. What we need to understand is when we're coming into plant medicine, it's because we've done work to understand a little bit more about who we are, what our needs are, what are the things that we want to bring to the surface versus what we want to get rid of. My personal experience is telling me that I can't go into something so sacred if I haven't even practiced sacredness within me.
1: Uh, I don't know key.
0: that, I, like I got chill saying that because yeah, I felt it. It, it's really understanding that you are so beautiful. You are so magnificent. You are so powerful. And this medicine is just going to show you that. So if you're looking to overcome problems, first and foremost, have you recognized that you are beyond your problems? Are you coming from a, de- a place of desperation? Or are you coming from a place of love and nurture? That's something that we're taking care of in in terms of coming into the medicine purely. So hopefully there is, and that's why there is a protocol. You can't just come in and say, okay, I'm ready for medicine. There's a protocol and there's a preparation. So we ask, then we almost do a screening. Like we're not just accepting everybody. So that's why, you know, uh, before you came to the ceremony, we were in contact and I need to get a sense of who this person is. Because sometimes we don't know the people, a lot of times we have met these people, they've been in our circles, they have been coming to our retreats, we know that they're doing the work, and we may approach them and say, you know what, this is something that's, that's coming through as a message for me to share with you. Now those people that are coming to us, yeah, there's a bit of screening that happens, what's your practice right now, what's a way that you're getting to know who you are better? Do you have a meditation practice? Have you had uh, done any journaling? Have you connected with yourself in the past in any shape or form that, that inspired you to be here? So for me, those are some of the things that I would share and maybe um, Trish can add to that because I, I can go on, but I want to give her an opportunity to share a little bit more.
2: Yeah. So there's, you know, there's, there's different ways of doing it. We've obviously participated in ceremonies before, you know, we started our own ceremonies and, you know, I don't think there's a right or wrong way to consume it. The way we, so t- t- technically speaking, we, we make a tea out of it, you know, and before we drink it, we connect, you experienced it, right? We, we share our intentions if we want to. We just, we give thanks to the sacred medicine for connecting us with, with mother earth and with ourselves and, you know, just set the intention to, to bring, you know, whatever we need for the highest good. What's more important is the set and setting Right. So you hear people who do mushrooms or, you know, do plant, you know, and they're just it's more social. It's more which, you know, yes. okay, you can do that. But the whole point of a ceremony is it's sacred. Coming back to the word that Ladan used. Right. This is sacred, sacred. It's a sacred plant medicine ceremony. And when we talk about ceremony or sacredness, we think about. okay, so let's go to the word ceremony, which. When you think of a ceremony what is it it's like a wedding ceremony a funeral which is a type of ceremony um a, a baptism or a christening which is a type of ceremony so what is happening religion aside but what is happening during those with ceremonies people are very present they're very in tune with with what's happening right they're fully connected or hopefully that's the intention is they're fully connected with what is happening with whatever what initiation or a ritual or or you know whatever is happening and they're really staying present with, with themselves to be able to connect with that person or whatever's happening. Right. And it's a very sacred moment, a very sacred gathering, you know, of whatever's happening. So this is really important. And like, you know, like Ladan said, we need to know where that person's coming from and know that they've already done some work or they're ready to take responsibility, response, ability, not responsibility, response ability you have the ability to respond right it's your choice so what are you going to do when you get this information these downloads these messages whatever comes up from from plant medicine how do you integrate that we use the word integration right how do you integrate that and you know that is so vital to the whole process to the set and setting to the ceremony that's why we create, you know, you experienced it, that container, that space of being a very sacred, a very safe and sacred space. Very intentional
0: too. and Very intentional. Yeah. So Trish and I, first and foremost, we open with the concept of love. Like we are messengers of love. When the two of us met, like we just, we have come from a place of love for so long that it's so easy for us to give it and to hold space for it to come through. And there's this sort of like you know, motherly instinct that's within both of us that also allows the birthing of that new version of love, if that makes sense, that love that's been forgotten, that love that has been left behind. And it's under so many layers of pain and expectation and resentment and anger and frustration to come to surface. So first and foremost, we drop it all right at the beginning of the ceremony to let them know that we are holding that space of love for them. And let them know that this this medicine, the way we both represent it and the way we feel and connect to it is that it's very much about the mother, the mother earth or earth mother, Pachamama, and the motherly love that we have around us at all times that we have forgotten. And then it's sort of like this webbing, like I kind of see like all these like roots just kind of like growing. And so we kind of really paint the picture so that as we're drinking the medicine. Sometimes people have also liked to have it, like you were asking how we consume it. Sometimes people would like to have it just as a dry form of the mushrooms as well. And sometimes we give the two options, you know, you have a little bit of tea and you have a little bit of dry just because the texture could be really nice. Um, Not everybody is a mushroom fan. So the tea tends to be a little bit easier. I've loved mushrooms all my life. So it's like something that I could like consume easily when we're holding that space. And then Reminding people that we all show up for a reason too. So everything that we do, we've seen it in action and fruition ourselves. Every time we've stepped into a retreat, to a ceremony, to a circle, individuals are showing up because we are being called. It's almost like we're answering the call, whatever that call is. It's almost like, you know, the howl happens and all the women rise. It's like, okay, it's my time. I swear to God, yeah, I can't no, explain I know. it any other way, yeah, but it's perfect. like we heard the call and we're showing up. Mm-hmm. So when we show up together, now it's like these people that are holding space for each other. So we take right off the bat, we take sort of like that ownership, like we are the wisdom keepers and you guys are like nobody, right? It becomes, we are all together in this now. We just like, we almost just take our arms and hold you strong. We hold you in that space. We hold the circle of love really, love really strongly for everybody. And then we allow them to surrender to the medicine. So it's the blindfolding that takes place, the journey. And then Trish is like the master music coordinator of this. And so not only through her singing, but it's like selecting the music that she selected for us to be able to go through this journey.
1: So I think that's a really good framework for people to understand not only what it could be like, but what your container is like. Because I think that's a really good way of putting it. Just as a participant's point of view, the one thing I didn't expect was to feel the strong container and feel being held but not restricted it's like held is like the appropriate word right because I didn't know what to expect like I knew this was I had done enough work where I think we were on the phone for maybe five minutes Ladan and then you were like yep <laughs> yep it's all good right and that's just because I've done the work you know and I was prepared and my heart was open to receive and I didn't know it could be open more turns out it can and I'm just going to go into my experience really quick. It's one of the first things, because you do it, and I don't know if you mentioned this or not, but you take like one like kind of dose of it in like a tea and then you wait and then you do the second one. And so I remember after the first one, one of the very first things that I noticed is the resistance is gone. I noticed I would have a, a, a like a thought that maybe would be weird, but there wouldn't be any resistance to it. I would just explore it. Kind of like a kid, like you were just like, what's that? Boom. Or I'm going to take my clothes off because whatever. Boom. And you don't think about it. You're not like worrying about judgment or anything like all of that is gone. And so it's like total acceptance of whatever is there. But the thing that blew my mind was there's no resistance. And then, oh my God, how much resistance I am putting up, <laughs> which is all just like mental stuff because I'm worried about X, Y, and Z. So even though I was used to taking responsibility, I didn't realize the resistance I was creating to these things and the, these things meaning knowing myself. And I think that was one of the most surprising things that I initially kind of found. So one of the other things that I got questions about, and this is why I'm going to ask you today, because I haven't really found a way to describe it yet. People are like, what is the experience like? Like, what does it feel like in your body? Because they're like scared that you'll feel like you're out of control. I think people are confusing psilocybin with ayahuasca. Or just they're like drugs, drugs, you just, you, you just did drugs or whatever. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? They're like, and so there's this, people are scared because they're like, am am I going to be in control? I remember some of the questions people are like, what if I have to go to the bathroom? Will I be able to control that? Like, maybe we can just address some of those questions here for people who are afraid of that.
0: For me, what does the medicine feel like? It feels like if Pachamama Mother Earth was holding you. I, I truly believe it's the gentlest, most loving embrace. It's a place that you just melt into. One thing in terms of what you were saying, how the thinking is, is gone, it's because the analytical mind is shut down with the medicine. And that's what's happening. So a lot of times we're getting into our head, not into our heart when we're living day by day. And both Trish and I, you know, maybe for me, my practice of like I don't even know if I have a head sometimes. Like I I have like, no, like there's no like brain that takes over most of my life. It's been very much like, just go, just go, just dive in. And so for me, that's why this medicine just called me because it was like, yeah, this, this is the space for people to be.
2: I'll say this, whatever your fear is a lot of times is what will show up with the plant medicine. So yes, mushrooms and ayahuasca, I've done both. They're, they're very different, but similar, right? I love mushrooms because like Ladan was saying, and like we were saying, it's all about love. Like the love, first and foremost, that's what I want people to know. More than whatever else you're afraid of is like, you feel so much love and you were saying, uh, Tracy Bell, you didn't realize how your heart could be more open. And every time I do a ceremony, I'm like, can my heart expand more than it already does? Like, but it just feels like it just like we have an un- like a limitless capacity for love we're made, we are love. Like our creator is love. Like regardless of what you call the your creator or how you, you know, view in your religion or, you know, whatever your spiritual, whatever, love is what, what we are. And so first and foremost, I think it's really important for people to know that in terms of the fears behind, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to, you know, that just comes from a place of resistance, because I, I did experience that. I did experience that. And, you know, in my first ayahuasca ceremony, I, I did kind of lose control, but not in a way where like I peed myself and I, you know what I mean? Like that, that doesn't happen. You're, you're still, and for us, so for speaking specifically our ceremonies, you know, the amount that you take, obviously, you know, we're, we're very, Conscious of that. It's not like we're going to give you this high dose to make you, you know what I mean? Like it's a very modest dose. And that's why we do the second dose after just to ease you into do you want a second dose? How are you feeling now? So there is not a loss of control the way people think it's going to be at all. And that's just that all comes from like stories you've heard. um And you always hear it with the stories. Even if you're talking about ayahuasca, you always hear like kind of like the most extreme stories, right? that's that's what comes out so then people fear that because that's what they've heard but for the majority and and really in all our ceremonies we've never had any experience like other than just like so much love and you know if you are going through something and you are feeling a sense of a loss of control or overwhelming emotions or whatever's coming up whether that you know because you can have like physical as well as emotional releases in our ceremonies with mushrooms so just to get into the technicalities that physically you could be hot you could be cold you could be yawning you could be sneezing you could like there's you could have chill like there could be so many things and that's why we are you know we're, we're guides right so we're there we we hold the space we we understand the energy and if you know for the most part yeah you want somebody to go through their journey but we're there we're we're the space holders to to guide the journey
1: yeah. Thanks for clearing that up because I didn't have any of those concerns, but I was surprised at the questions that were being asked. So yeah, I think that's, that's so powerful that you shared that into the like journey itself. I mean, I would love to ask you both to share because you, you, you guys have done it a number of times now. Right. But um, one of the other things that I think was really unique about your ceremony. And again, I can't speak about anything else because I've only had the experience with you, but was interesting is like, sometimes you would come around and you guys would like say something to me. And I would know who is who, like, I just know your energy. So I would know who is who, but like, I think it was Ladan a few times came and just like held my hand and it's like, yes, you are supported in the space, but I want people to know that you're also like, you guys physically literally come to us and support us. Like you come around and you feel that. And when your heart is so open like that and you're, it's, it, it feels quite vulnerable to be honest, to have your heart open like that much. And then somebody comes and literally supports you. Or I think one time one of you came out and like put your hands like at, like behind me. Like I literally felt held and supported. And th- that's like that that like mothering energy. I felt like you guys, like this is how it, it like felt to me. And I didn't tell you guys this because I didn't even know it until like later. For me, I'm very like nature. Like anyone who's in my energy that goes into like my root chakra, they're like, oh, it's just like a tree like everyone says that to me, like, oh, there's just a tree there. And I'm like, yeah. And I just got used to it. And so I kind of saw like roots coming out, but I saw you guys as being extensions of those roots. We were just tapping into like the bigger tree of like life or something. You you know what I mean? That's the way it felt like to me. It was like, I'm like, oh, this is Avatar. You just kind of like, you just like plug in. You just like, (laughs) oh, I get it. You know? And it just made sense in like this really unique way. And I was getting like hundreds of downloads it was so overwhelming at one point. And then I remember, I think it was Ladan again, you came up to me and you were like, you can put it in a file folder, something about a file folder. But I was like, oh shit. And so I literally just was like file folder and I just filed them in. (laughs) It was like, it just made so much sense. But I felt, I don't know, It just it's that whole tree of life thing for me. It's like, I was plugging into something beyond me, but I also realized that I was a part of a bigger whole. Like I was like, oh yeah. I am a part of this bigger hole. And like, I have been really on this, this like journey of like, okay, what is my purpose? But really kind of falling into my purpose. I don't have that purpose anxiety. I never really had that. I didn't even know, honestly, I was just so depressed. I was like, I'm not supposed to be here, but really it was like the purpose kind of flipped upside down. And I know Trish, you can relate to that because you mentioned the, the whole depression piece, but for me, and then I found my purpose and then I actually saw like, oh my God, like me stepping into my purpose is the piece of that bigger hole. And I was like, can my purpose be to help others find their purpose? Like, is that a purpose, (laughs) you know? And then it's like, yes, that is your purpose. And like having that confirmed to me in such a dramatic way, you know, like for me, it's all visualizing, like, I love nature. Like you asked, like, that's such a great question. So you took the words right out of my mouth. I was like, what did you do as a kid? Like, that's the next thing that's out of my mouth, right? And for me, it was like riding my bike and feeling the wind in my hair or just like running through the trees in nature, that was when I was the happiest as a kid. And so literally the fact that people are like, there's a tree there. I'm like, oh yeah, makes sense, right? Like I literally am like, was I a tree? I don't know, but I feel so connected that every day I go outside. Like I make sure I connect with nature because that's what does it for me. And then to have that be the medium that the like messages come through, it's like, it knows what, it's so interesting because it like knew what medium to pick so that I would understand the message you know there wasn't I, I didn't need to like decode it you you know what i mean there's some that i probably have to but there was a lot of ones that i was ready to receive that were just there and it was so interesting that the medium was something i could understand you know and i'm sure people say that to you all the time but that's what i want to tell people like nothing was scary Because I don't want to touch ayahuasca today because that's a whole other thing. But you know how everyone's like, it's like, it shows you your biggest fear and like, blah. And like, as you said, it's more about being held. And like, yeah, I did have to address my fears. Like, I'll be very blunt here. I love my cat so much. Like, everyone who knows me knows like we are soul connected. And one of my biggest fears is losing her. And I didn't know that until this experience. And literally I felt so held. It was like, just allow yourself to feel those scary feelings of losing her. And I just, I don't know if you guys know but I was crying at one point. And that was the only thing that could get me to cry. And I'm usually a crier, but I found myself not crying. And like, just feeling, like it was a lot of feeling, like, head to toe, like every hair on my head to the bottom of my toe, feel things. And that to me is something I've avoided in my life, like allowing the expansion of a feeling to like like take, like fill me up, but not consume me, not overpower me, just feel it. And so I was feeling a lot of things, but I wasn't necessarily like emoting through tears. And I didn't allow myself to dance, which I'm sure we'll touch on, but I just, my whole body was filled. Like I felt like a balloon, just filled enough until like I was like full. I don't know how to describe it and then allowing myself to feel what it would feel like to lose her, like just process that emotion, I almost like let it go. and I, I understand that her and I have we met for a purpose and we filled that purpose and now we're just in bonus time. Every day I can just appreciate her and I don't want to change her or anything. I don't want her to, I want her to be herself. But every day I have this, I like look at her and there's like this appreciation. And it's actually interesting because it's brought us like we're closer, like everyone knows how close we are. I was so grateful for that experience because it just like, just like freed me in some ways.
0: What's happening right now in terms of the world, like there, there's so much fear. And if we all could release that sense of fear and just trust, like you said, the bonus time, why can't we look at life as a bonus? Like this is, a, this is a bonus round. I get to play and do whatever I want, right? For most people, what we've noticed is what the medicine has done is whatever they've been holding onto, that's been like weighing them down heavily. What happens for me is I kind of ask for whatever ways to be of service. And sometimes there's a message that medicine's like, go and share this message, go and share this touch, or just go and put your hands on this person. And that's a time that some releases are happening. And it's, it's just each, each of us play a role in, in what we're supporting this this sort of journey with. But what I've noticed is what I'm saying more and more in the, in the ceremonies is this is your chance to let this go. And if you knew that this was the one life that you're living and you want to leave as as empty as possible, like you I do believe in coming back again. So I want to come back as light as possible. I don't want to go out with like another heavy baggage what a gift what a gift it is to be able to let all this go and if in that journey you're being held by mother you're being held by two motherly beings you're being held by medicine what other better place to let this go right and then so there's this sort of like dissolving kind of i, I mm, right? the vision a great vision for people that, for I that, that I dissolving, yeah, it's yeah. Like dissolve into all that is also see because we're lying down through the journey like see yourself also dissolving all that you're releasing into mother earth for transformation. And then it comes back as the healing power. It comes back as love. And I really believe as we, as human beings, as we connect to this understanding more and more, every day we walk on this earth, we're, we're taking those steps for healing, but we're forgetting that there is this back and forth transformational journey that's happening between us and mother earth. There's a reason why she supports us the way she does. And then we will come back to a place of understanding of how to take care of it better as we take care of ourselves better. So the medicine for me really wakes all this up. in a lot of people that have been either blind to it or just dormant to it, right? Like that understanding that wisdom has just been sitting, sitting, sitting. And it's like just dying to come out. It's the desire for the truth is dying to come out in people. Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. And
0: we're seeing that, right? And I wouldn't want to be anywhere else other than where I am today with this. And I feel such a sense of gratitude, even for this moment, because if it wasn't for the journey, the ceremony, Tracy, you wouldn't have met us. If it wasn't for Trish. I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. Life brought me exactly to where I am today. If all of us can sit down in every day of our lives and just own every moment to say, I got here, I was meant to get here. And I got here. And I'm not saying it because it's all fucking great. There's been so much and but Trish and I talk about this all the time. You know, they gets to you get to a point where it, like the suffering is is almost like, you know what? I, I got the drama. I got the suffering. Now I'm good. I, I'm kind of like I understand I'm gonna be learning on this school of life or earth school that I'm on. How about just with ease, love, and grace from now on? You know, just give me what I need to see, but give it to me without so much of the pain and the drama. But it's also your awareness that whatever is coming your way. And this is why in the medicine, we ask people, don't fear anything because the fear stops the experience. The minute you're like, oh, I'm feeling nauseous. Maybe I should go puke it up," It's like, what if that nausea is moving the shit that you've been holding onto through you so that it clears the space, the body, so that the wisdom can finally come through. That's how I, I, you know, we ask people to kind of think, it's like, don't be afraid of anything that's showing up, even in life, right? But the medicine is that sort of like four hours of like, life journey in four hours. Yeah. And take it by the balls. Yeah.
1: And I just wanted to add one thing too that I thought was so interesting because I talked about feeling things and it was really like be with said experience, right? So that might resonate with someone better. Like I've had physical pain all over my body. And what's interesting is all of the physical pain came at once. Like in every part, like it's been my like ankle, knee, back, neck, shoulder, all of it came at once, and I like started to get overwhelmed. It was the first time I got, I I was like starting to get overwhelmed. I was like, what am I supposed to do here? And I was like, just be with all of it. And and I could see what all of it was connected to. This was the time when you didn't do that. This was the time. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I knew that. Like, again, like you said, it's not like I didn't know I knew it, but the challenge was I couldn't be with it. I couldn't be with any of it. I was like, how do I get rid of this? I want it gone. Because I was up here. And then, like you said, you're in your heart and you're like, oh my God. And then you get this like new level of understanding. And then all of it went away. And I was like, are you kidding me? And as you said, it came back as love. Like, here's a solution so that this never has to happen again. Guess what? You're in control. You have to make a choice though. You have to say, like, as you said, that's a very specific question to ask for the lessons without the pain and the discomfort. And like, why are you not asking for the pain, you know, very different, like, and I go back to like Buddhism concepts when I think about this, because, you know, they talk about suffering as pain times resistance. And so that's that definition flashed in my head when I told you like the, the, the resistance is gone, because if that's zero, then what's the pain? Right, And so for me, it was that detachment. It was learning that, that feeling in my body of what that is. Like, what is that? Because I didn't know. It. Everyone talks about, well, suffering is caused by attachment and wanting everything to be permanent. You know, people say that. And that's like something I've heard. But I was like, what does that feel like? And so allowing yourself to experience it and then being okay. And that moment's gone too. Like, that's the whole impermanence piece of it. It's like nothing is ever going to be the same way. And that's a really good thing when you're suffering, quote unquote. And it's also, you know, when you're experiencing joy to, to like savor that too. And then that will be gone. And that takes like a journey. Like you said, there's been pain on my end. Like not just physical pain, but like mental, emotional pain. I'm sure we've all have experienced that, right? We've all have our traumas. But if you can get to a point where you can accept that, my whole life, like from that moment on has like really shifted and changed because that's how you get to the gratitude of today. You know, and I think the like Buddha even said the problem is you think you have time. And that's the other thing. It's like we think we have time. Oh, I'll just do that tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. But we don't know. Like we're not privy to how much sand is in the top of the hourglass. We just see it as it goes through into the bottom. And so for me, it's I've just taken this like zoomed out approach. You know, like very few things like really, really, really rattle me. You know, and then when they do, it's like a gift. Okay, like what is triggering me here? But I just want people to know like the medicine was a really great zoom out and like really appreciate the whole, like going back, like this is coming full circle, Trish, going back to what you said about holistic whole, you see yourself more whole, but then also there's a greater whole that I probably can't even really comprehend but I got a little snapshot of like I said it just came to me as like the tree of life and I think people understand that so there's like these like again there's like layers of wholeness too which is so interesting and then when you see like oh I am connected and plugged into something bigger it's like oh thank god (laughs) you know like thank god like even though you're alone quote unquote you're never alone even though there's like a part of like, I was alone on the journey, but never felt alone. Yes, I had you but I was connected into this source that I never really felt alone. And that really would have helped me on my depression journey to understand that because I felt lonely instead of like alone or like solitude and sort of it being a positive thing, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah.
2: yeah. First of all, yes, I can relate to the feeling of being alone. Um, when I was going through my depression, you know, with three really young kids and not like having really much support, and just knowing that there had to be another way like there's this is this is not this is not right this is not normal for a woman to be have to do all this alone and that was one of the driving forces that i believe got me to where i am at this very moment so it started with you know okay i'm not feeling well i'm depressed I don't want to take. I don't want to take meds. Not that I'm judging. Whoever wants to take meds, that's fine. Everybody has the right to choose. But then, you know, okay. So, what can I do to get better? And then, educating myself and realizing, okay, food is the first thing, right? But then, like I said earlier, like then realizing, oh wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. Wait, there's more. Like the layers, right? The other thing is is what you said, Tracy, uh, about when you were sitting with your whatever was coming up for you. So, you know, the, the term we use a lot is like be an observer. So you're, you're not your pain. You're just observing your pain, remove yourself. I, I always um, describe it as like, for people, cause people need to like, understand this. Like, how do how am I an observer? How do I do that? Like I'm in my body, I'm feeling it. Like it's, it's real. Right. So like imagine yourself elevating out of your body, right? And you're observing yourself from above. You're like floating above your body and you're observing yourself. Just say, oh, that's interesting. That's showing up right now. Maybe, maybe uh, something will come of that. You know, maybe at that moment, maybe during integration, you'll realize, oh, that's what that meant. You don't necessarily always need to be looking for an answer in the moment because the answer will come if there is something that needs to be resolved. Yeah. as Can long I just as- add
1: one thing really quickly? Because yeah. the like, term that came to me during the actual ceremony was the witness. It was be the witness. And so that's how it came to me. I don't know if that's resonant for like both of you, but it was like, be the witness. And for me, I was like, if I witnessed something, I would just be there.
2: Uh, The other thing I wanted to go back, this is going back a while when you were saying how, um, you know, during the ceremony, you know, Ladan came and touched your hand. And then I had come at one point and put my hands on like your shoulders and, you know, on your head and, you know, going back to like, what's the right way, the proper way, don't touch them. Don't, you know, and I think this is what sets us apart from and everyone else. Right. Because what has been lacking for a lot of people is that uh, I'm going to use the word sensuality in, mm. in a loving way. Mm-hmm. Right. People are not touched enough. People are not seen enough. People are not They're not, they're not, they're not witnessed. They're not, you know, going back to using your words. So this is what sets us apart, you know, and it's not like we're all up in your, you know, we're letting you have your journey, but intuitively, because we're also in the medicine, right, we're part of that energy intuitively, we're called to say certain things or do certain things or dance or sing or in your, in your case, you know, getting to like, you just like kind of laying there. I was like, I was very drawn to you. The whole ceremony thing was because you were so still. Yeah. And at times I would come and I would just sit beside you. Oh, interesting. and just maybe not even touch you, you know, and just sit beside you and just feel like, okay, she needs to be held in this way. You know, then of course, as a human, of course I was in my head thinking, is she, you know, she's not, she's not, there's not much happening. So I'm wondering if how her experience is, right. And then the message would come right from spirit. Don't worry. You're, you're doing what you need to do. Just keep doing what you need to do. So then at one point I came and I was, I was singing, you know, like over your head. And, and I don't know if it was at that point that I put my hands cause you had your blindfold on and I put my hands kind of like on the side of your head and I felt it was wet And I was like, okay, (laughs) something's (laughs) happening here. Like, uh, okay, she's, she's good now. Like I know she's, you know what I mean? It's not like she's laying there going like, oh my God, like, why am I here?
1: (laughs) No, I I don't think I I could stay that still. (laughs) That's what was happening. Oh man. There was so much happening. (laughs) It's crazy. Right. Right. But so that was like,
2: for me, that was a learning. It's like, okay, well, somebody can be experiencing something so profound. It doesn't necessarily have to be like moving or doing anything. They can just this person, this is how they, their releases, or this is how they express, right?
1: Yeah, it's like, I was going so fast, it looked like there was nothing happening. (laughs) But it seriously felt like, like warp speed, you know, hence the sweat.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So what sets us apart is that, you know, like LaDanne has expressed, right? That nurturing motherly energy that we bring, because really, in our opinion, there's a lot of people that are lacking that. Right. That's essentially that's what we're doing with like, with the the women, the people in our ceremonies. Is we're holding them and saying it's okay to cry, it's okay to feel this, it's okay.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say. So, what happens with me sometimes? I tap into that emotion so much that like their cry becomes my cry, and then I even vocalize it louder so that they can release it through me. Because I feel like we're still so shy about even our cries we're shy about our singing. I was just saying this in our circle last night. It's like, you know, even asking women to chant for the last 20 years of teaching yoga, it's like, um, chanting Om, you know, it's like, um, and it's like, no, like, it's okay to be heard. It's okay to vocalize your aliveness. So even the cries are like, just still held back even in the ceremony. So then I, I come in sometimes and I, you know, I stay in that energy and it's like a sob that comes through. And then you see like all of a sudden they release or just us holding them allows them to like, it starts with like, and then it's like, Oh, like it, there's this freaking release that happens. That's so liberating. There's this freedom and I can sense it in their energy. Like they become from this heavy, heavy, like dense energy to this light, like expansive energy. Like you could feel it so strongly. And Trish and I, there are times where within the ceremony, like as others are in the ceremony, they're having their experience every now and then we pull back and like, then it's like Trish above me, like with a drum and she's singing or she's massaging. So whatever we're giving to each other as we're giving to others. There are times where I just would lay down and, but the, there's so many times Trish and I look at each other and we're like, we've done this many lives. Like this is honestly ancestral wisdom, grandmother wisdom, traditional wisdom that's coming through us as human beings in this in this lifetime, but it's not just ours, like we're tapping into whether it's our own past lives, or the wisdom that that grandmother moon, grandfather, son, mother earth is showing us because her and I are very connected to these sources of energy right now in our lives. And every day we're tapping into it. So we're not losing that connection. And that connection through the plant medicine is enhanced. That's why I'm saying to I don't want just anyone to walk into this medicine and say, okay, I'm ready unless they've done some work there. And it doesn't mean it's meditation. Listen, if it's mindfulness because they take beautiful long, long walks in nature, they have a daily practice that connects them to who they are. Does everybody have to be a yogi to come and do a ceremony? Absolutely not. But do they have a way of knowing who they are? Do they have a a way of knowing how to create space for something to come through? And if they don't, you know what? Trish and I do this work with people one-on-one. They can get ready with us and they can integrate with us afterwards as well. So that's one thing that came up after our last ceremony. One young girl that was there, she's done her, she's a Kundalini teacher. She's amazing. And she's tapped into so much meditation and Kundalini energy power. But she's like, this was the most profound experience that I had. And she said "That that space that you and Trish held for me allowed me to be that, to finally everything that I wanted to tap into from my Kundalini practice and my meditation came through in in this uh, setting. But she said, now I went back to the real world and no one gets it. No one knows what I'm experiencing. And I thought it would be so easy to say, hey, I went and I felt this. And they're all like looking at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? What does that even mean? So she said, it's important for her to have a community to come back to after ceremony. And that's why Trish and I are really adamant about, keeping us connected with the people that have come to the ceremonies and asking them when they're ready, they will join, but saying we have these modalities. Also, we have the one-on-ones that we offer. We have the circles that we offer. We have this beautiful red tent gathering that we offer. That's been magical and our retreat. So it's important. We stay connected because we're now, you know, we're owning up our light work, if that makes sense, duties, right? And you can't just go out there and be like, I'm light, I'm light. And it's really easy for people to dim your light. It really is. Cause I always give this expression. It's hard to see in the podcast, but imagine like you're at the top number 10 up there with your being light person and all your energy and frequency high. And the ones that aren't in that frequency, they're at the zero. It's really easy for you to come down to that zero very quickly for the zeros to come up to 10 will take so much more work. But if you're tapped into a frequency of 10, through your tribe, through a community, then you keep yourself where you are. And that's the work that you need to do after ceremony. How do you stay connected to this beautiful community? How do you stay connected to energetic people that are uplifting themselves and the world every day? If you're forgetting that part, honestly, you're going to need at least another hundred ceremonies, maybe because I've seen that also. People have done hundred ceremonies and I'm asking them like, what are you going into the ceremonies for? For the enlightenment, for the feeling good? what are you doing when you're coming back? That's the real work. We can't get lazy about this, right? It's not a, a, a you know quick fix. That's not what this is, but it is an awakening. It truly is. And that's why we call our sort of like new business name, Awakening Souls, because we're helping the awakening of your soul with whatever we have within us, but the work is yours. Don't come with the expectation to be fixed and like it's one ceremony and everything's fucking great. No, you know what? You're going to go back there and the world's going to hit you really hard.
2: Yeah, cuz unfortunately we live in this instant gratification society. This is what we've been conditioned like let's I just need something quick now cuz I have to get on with my life, right? So the the medicine is a, is a catalyst like I said it's going to push you but then you decide what are you doing after that? To to hold that, to stay connected to that. You can't just keep going back. for That's an addiction then. And you can just easily say that's an addiction. And that's why maybe some of the stigma comes. Oh, it's like, you know, like people are addicted to alcohol and all these other things because they're not connecting to themselves. So how do you connect to yourself? Stillness. At the end of the day, what are we doing in our ceremonies? We're giving you something or you're taking, sorry, you're taking something that, and, we're, and, and the setting is you're going to lay here for four hours with a blindfold on, and you're going to listen to yourself right? Now you can't do this every day, but do you meditate? Do you do yoga? Do you go for walks? Like the dance said, what do you do? Do you do for me? It's dancing. Like, yes, I meditate, but for me, dancing taps me in like no problem. Everybody has their medicine. Your medicine can be anything, right? But you have to do the work afterwards to understand what it is and how to stay tapped in and how to stay connected to that.
1: And I would just add to that, which I think is like beautiful. What you both said is also like integrating what you learned, like into your personality, like into your actual life. Like for me, it was like this unfolding, like, okay, this is what I learned. So then now what, right? So if I know that I'm resisting, how can I not resist? You know, How can I consciously get my thinking brain, as you said, I think it was you, Ladan, right? How can I get my thinking brain to also learn that skill of not resisting something that's new or uncomfortable? I've been living, since our ceremony, I've been living in pure, uncomfortable land. And at some point you just, you kind of get used to it. You get used to the uncomfortable feeling and it's not scary. And you just, I, for me, I've been able to tap into flow and like cycles and like rhythms much, much, much better. But again, it's all resonant from that experience. And then the like things that I talked about, the like Buddhist concepts, okay, like when something's shit and I want to freak out, I go back to impermanence. You know what I mean? Like I actually physically take myself back to that experience and just understand like it will go right and this too will pass right, and yeah. we'll will pass. Pass, right? exactly yeah. but actually doing that or like when I feel triggered in a conversation I'm not like losing my shit I'll stay there and I won't have this like emotionally driven response
2: you won't have a reaction you won't yeah have a reaction. so there's a difference we we're talking about this last night like when something triggers you and you react immediately which you usually regret versus like okay like this is what's happening I'm observing this Feeling this thought, this reaction to what this person has done or said, or this ec- uh, external circumstance. Now, let me sit in stillness and reflect, so I can respond accordingly. So I can respond in a way that's beneficial for both me and if there's another person involved.
1: Totally. And then that can happen in real time. Like that process used to be like, okay, I, I'd have to journal about it and blah and blah. And now it's like I can do that in real time. Like enter witness mode and like real time and i think your you know you being able to like stay calm actually really helps you stay in that observing the whole scenario and like yeah i think it's like it, it can save relationships like there's so many things it can do and so i'm just going to ask you both to answer one last question and that question is the one i kind of ask everybody so i'd be really curious and ladan i'm i'm going to start with you it's what is your relationship to success like today
0: so my relationship to success would be always going back. Am I in a state of joy with what I'm doing? Whatever it is that I'm doing. It's and it's funny, Trish, and I don't call it work anymore. It's passion, right? Is what I'm doing bringing me joy? And as long as I'm in a state of joy and I'm an expression, a pure expression of love, honestly, that's success. My life has been really pretty awesome. Like thus far, listen, there's a lot of ups and downs and shit that has hit the fan. But man, I wouldn't trade it for anything else. And the wisdom, this wisdom that's come through, it's been, it's, that to me is success. The wisdom that's come through and the gifts of knowing who I am, owning my life and taking life by the balls. Like that's, that's success to me. Cause you know what? No one can say otherwise. Like it's mine. It's truly mine. And I know I've chosen this life to come and really make it my own and maybe let go of all, all the past karmas, the resistance. Like I'm really owning this one. And I feel pretty powerful right now. Like, and listen, this could be all gone tomorrow, but if I'm, if I'm done today, I'm, I'm a pretty happy human being right now on this earth.
1: Wow. That is very powerful. <laughs> Thanks for sharing that. Trish, same, same question to you.
2: Yeah. I would say a very similar success to me, you know, is not defined by, you know, what we kind of traditionally think success is, right? Like, you know your status your whatever you know material things like how much you make but the extent to which i feel love and the extent to which i feel joy and the extent to which i feel healthy the extent to which i feel like i'm thriving and i and i'm connected and for me a big part of that is relationships you know the people in my life but also relationship to to nature relationship to spirit You know, the other piece to that is not really waiting or thinking like there's an end goal and that's when I'm going to be successful. Maybe there is an end goal. Maybe, maybe I have a goal. I do have a vision of something I want, like, you know, at some point in my time, at some point in my life. But success to me is also like, how am I navigating my journey every day? How do I live my life every day? when good things come up and when shit situations come up how how do i live every day that's success to me if i can sit down at the end of the day with my journal you know and write simple things like i'm grateful like i had a beautiful meal today i had a wonderful conversation with tracy and ladan today i i had a beautiful um you know experience looking at the sun and just feeling connected you know with my feet on the ground i danced and i felt so much joy in my body like those are all For me, that's all success. And that's just like, how do you live each day?
1: Those are beautiful answers. Thanks for sharing, guys. Thanks for sharing your wisdom with the world. So much wisdom, lots of wisdom. Might be two episodes worth of wisdom. (laughs) So (laughs) I just want to say, um, you know, if people are like, wow, I really want to do this, or I want to connect more with, you know, you both and awakening souls, how can they do that? So we're still in the process
0: of uh, finalizing. We're just actually creating our website, but like our Instagram
1: handles probably would be the best ones. Awesome. Okay. Thank you guys so much. It was a pleasure to have you on the show. We'll see everyone soon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and got a lot out of it. We went into thorough details on, I went into thorough details on my experience, but we also tried to frame what the whole experience was like and give you as much information as possible. So Trish and Ladan, thank you, thank you, thank you for your generosity and your time and your wisdom and for sharing that with our audience. I appreciate you so much. And I want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. Um, I hope you got something from this. Again, I felt very compelled to have them on the show and really just share their knowledge and wisdom, their collective knowledge and wisdom With you. And I think we made a great team together as well. So, really excited for the future for them as well, because I think it is very needed on this planet. So, again, I would love to hear your thoughts on this episode. This is a new kind of direction. For us. So again, it would mean a lot to hear what you think, or if you have any feedback or questions, we're very open to that. Also, if you did enjoy this episode, feel feel free to live to leave us a rating and five-star review. We would appreciate that, especially on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So I will see you next week for another epic conversation. And until then, I hope you stay well, be well, and make it a great day. Bye.